You know, Jesus warned us that in the end times, deception like a virus will spread like wildfire. Disguised as the answer to all our problems, our secular culture can only offer replacements to the truth. The good news is that the truth of the Bible is the cure. In Pastor Jack Hibbs' new book called Living in the Days of Deception, he reveals the antidote to the lies we're told that have become increasingly harder to detect. From the inspiring foreword written by Mike Pompeo to the final chapters, Pastor Jack exposes how to combat deceptive spirits and equips us when we're deceived by the ultimate liar, Satan himself. Living in the Days of Deception by Jack Hibbs is a powerful must-read, and when you order, you can bundle by getting the DVDs and a downloadable link for a gift of any amount at jackhibbs.com radio. That's jackhibbs.com radio. Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. When we get Christianized, we have a tendency to look at those things and say, those filthy people, banish them to hell. Every single one of them. May flames suck them up. I'm reading about us or who we used to be. You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. Paul writes to the church in Galatia. Now as I begin to read this, ask yourself, have you had a crisis of faith? Are you washed clean? Are you safe in the arms of Jesus? Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery. You can't sleep with somebody who's married. Fornication, that's two single people. Uncleanness, lewdness. Uncleanness is bad. Lewdness is in the area of sexual joking or, or sexual conduct or sexual provocation. Uh, many posts, even commercials. Stinking commercials on TV are lewd. You got you to cover your grandkids' eyes between, between NFL uh, plays because they go to a commercial. Lewdness, idolatry, worshiping things, sorcery, interesting word. The, the Greek word is pharmacy or pharmakai. It means hallucinogenic, mind-altering drugs. Hatred, contentions, always fighting with somebody. You've just got to fight. You'll get in a fight with an ant. <laughs> Jealousies, outburst of wrath, temper out of control. Selfish ambitions, dissensions, people who divide other people's lives. Heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries. Revelries are like orgy parties. Drunkenness, drugs, make, uh, clothes fly off. First thing that happens when you get inebriated, by the way, is that your moral standards fall. Scientists will tell you this. I was in a court case where the special witness 
came forward from USC and said, when you start to get buzzed, the first thing that happens is your moral standards drop. That's how it happens. And the like. So these we would all say, yep, I get that, yep, yep. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I've told you in the past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. You say, didn't David do that? Didn't David have sex with Bathsheba? Yeah, David fell, and it was a whopper. But David's lifestyle was not to take advantage of women. David paid horribly for that fall, by the way. You never would have wanted to have received what he did. And by the way, generations behind him. Next verse. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as fitting for saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking. Combined, these are dirty, filthy conversations, dirty jokes, things that when you hear people, you know who they are. You, or you may not know who they are, but you'll be somewhere and you hear people talking like that and you feel like you need to take a shower when they're when you leave their presence. He's just like, man, that was a defiling plane ride with the people behind me with a foul mouth. You ever seen people like that? Yes. Listen, I don't know about you, but all of those things that are we're reading right now, when we get Christianized, we have a tendency to look at those things and say, those filthy people. <laughs> Banish them to hell. Every single one of them. <laughs> May flames suck them up. <laughs> I'm reading about us. Right. <laughs> or who we used to be. Coarse jesting, which is not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any idolater who has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. You remember the title, When Eyes Can Hear Us? For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. That means active, by the way. It's happening now. It's going on. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. Don't hang out with them. Well, I used to be, you know, all big into pornography. God rescued me, so now I'm going to go witness to uh, the girls at the strip club. No, you're not. No, you're not. Somebody else can do that. You're not, you're not you. It's like if you're an alcoholic and God delivered you from that, I'm just going to go down to Joe's Bar and Grill and witness to those guys. Maybe you guys should switch witnessing ministries, but don't do that. Therefore, do not be partakers with them, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. Okay, we're going to keep going here. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not, will not inherit the kingdom of God? Stop right there for a second. Did we not just read that in Romans 4, that God declares the ungodly godly, that God declares the unrighteous righteous by believing or by faith in Christ, right? When that happens, your life's transformed because you've experienced God and you're continuing to experience God on a daily basis, okay? 
You can't say that you're a Christian and you live like this. It's impossible. You can't. He won't allow it. Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Here's verse 11. Kaboom. Man, if I said, God bless you. Thanks for coming. Have a great week. You'd say, can you read verse 11? Please read verse 11. And such were some of you. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Somebody should say amen. Thank you. Thank you, God. My gosh, I look back over my life, and if I would have died at that moment, there's no doubt where I would have gone. Would not have gone well. Verse 7 tells us, knowing what it's like to know the real you. This is the only way for you to know who you really are. This is experiencing Christ. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. To be free, to be literally freed, the word covered here means in the Greek language, that which has been atoned for, paid for, cleared of, no longer present. What an awesome truth that is. And then finally, look at verse 8. Knowing what it's like to be truly free, and look how I put this, uh, free-er. <laughs> I did that deliberate, deliberately. Free, yes, and freer. The moment you and I came to faith in Christ, we were set free. The only reason why you and I would have struggles, is be, and we do, is because we allow certain things into our lives. We're maybe still toying with it, or it's still there. We haven't killed it yet. That temptation or that pressure. And some things, church, cheer up. There's some things that you and I will never have total victory over until we die. That for the believer, death is the great liberator. It's fantastic. Okay, none of us are a fan of getting to the point. I don't want to have needles. I don't like that. I don't want tubes. Right? I don't want a Dr. Bill. You know, Santa Fe, uh, southbound Pacific, something. Right? Car stalls on the track. Okay, here we come, Jesus. But a believer ought not to be concerned about where they're going. Makes no sense. I'm a believer but I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. Then you're not a believer. Truth is, you could be a believer, but you don't understand what the scriptures say to you. You don't need to live that. You can live free now. Yeah. Verse 8 says, Blessed, happy is the man and the woman to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. No more check, no more clipboard. Susie, what are you doing over there? What do you think? <laughs> Billy, what was that thought? No, because the Holy Spirit lives in you now. He's the one that's doing all the checks and balances inside of you. Man, if we had to do Christianity, we'd all drop dead of exhaustion. Thank God he does it. Amen. So here you go. We're ending. Jeremiah 29, 11. Listen, I'm going to ask you something. Jeremiah 29, 11 to 14. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. Anybody have a problem with that? Does that bother you? 
Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me. I think that's one of the cutest verses in the whole world. God says, seek me. I'm going to go hide. You go, come, come, come find me. And his foot's sticking out. You know how that is? When you're playing hide and seek with a three-year-old, you hide behind the curtains, but your arm is hanging out because they'll never find you. They'll never find you unless you give part of yourself away. <laughs> and when you search for me with all of your heart, I will be found by you, says the Lord. Is that okay? You have a problem with that? Micah 7, verse 19. Will you respond to this? Listen to this. He will again have compassion on us, and he will subdue our iniquities, and he will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. You have a problem with that? This is God of the Bible, by the way. Should that not freak you out and have a, give you an awesome day today? Please listen. I know we're out of time. I don't know how to, man, I'd do anything. I would do anything I could to make this a technicolor reality, but I have to trust the Holy Spirit to do what he does with his word. Because I'm, I w- I'm, I, I've thought of like, you know, Billy Sunday. Anybody remember Billy Sunday? Because Billy Sunday would take furniture, he's trying to make a point, he would take furniture and break it and people, and, and this, is, this, is your, this is your life with sin. And, and he was, you know, and remember he's a great baseball player too, right? He was very dramatic. I can't do that. I'd throw my back out, I'm sure. But, <laughs> but I'd do anything I could for you to see the word in pictures, as it were, in technicolor. When you, when you hear this, if it doesn't cause you to thank him or revel in Having experienced God, I pray today, if you don't know what that's like, that you leave here today so troubled in your soul that you can't sleep tonight, that you turn left and right on your bed because you're saying, God, what is that? He was saying things today I don't even know. I don't know this. I don't know this. I don't know what you think about me, God. I don't know what's going to happen to me when I breathe my last breath. I, I don't know. Versus... We who are just like you can say, I know what you I know where you're at. I've been there. My prayer is for you to be where we're at because we're right here now. And that is this that same cry that you're crying, we've cried. But we asked him to cause his word to take over in our lives. And a peace came in <laughs> that cannot be bought. There's not a drug. There's not a drink. There's not an app. There's not, there's not a bungee cord. There's not a parachute. There's not a slot machine. There's nothing that can provide this. Nothing in this world. So why not this for you? Why not this? Psalm 103, verse 12. As far as the east is from the west... Any navigators in here? Figure that one out. So far, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. I love that, everybody. Listen, you can go, if, if, if you got in an airplane and you flew east, when would you get west? 
You'd always go east until you ran out of gas, and then you go dead. And if you go west, you go west until you run out of gas, and then you go dead. But you can only go so far. Help me out. I'm failing in my... Uh, north and south. Yeah, no, I know that, north and south. But is, is, north, is, is, is north only like 8,000 miles or 18,000 8, 8, miles? Anybody remember? From, from, from the pole to the pole? It's, it's thousands of miles. It's not far. And then as soon as you hit the North Pole, what happens? You start going south. Thank God the Bible doesn't say, as far as the north is from the south. That's not very far. That's not far enough, not for my life. Lord, get it away, get it away, get it away. I don't want to meet the 19-year-old Jack. Get him out of here. God says, don't worry about it. I removed him as far as the east is from the west. Okay, then. That's good. What's wrong with this? Why don't you enjoy this? Isaiah 45, 22. First sermon Spurgeon ever preached. Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth. How much does it cost to look? Nothing. Nothing. How much effort does it take to look? Just look. Just look to him and be saved. John 6, verse 35, we're almost done. And Jesus said to him, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. And he who believes in me shall never thirst. Exactly, I can say amen to that. But I said to you that you, but I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. That's such a serious statement. Believe, like Abraham. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. What's wrong with that? Here's the last verse, Revelation 22. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star, and the spirit and the bride. That's the church, which is awesome. She's in heaven at that time, Revelation 22. That's us. Isn't that weird? That's us right there. That's the future us. We're going to watch this happen someday. Come and let him who hears say, Come and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. This Jack Kemp's podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities, are listener-supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected.